Well, I turn. No, okay. Of course. Would rather not have that in the background of your speech. Okay, go. Well, I, I may as well get one out as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're all doing it. Me, 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 me. All right, guys. Are you just making fun of me now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Listen, I know my sister says I sound like Pikachu when I sneeze, but this is unnecessary. <laughs> folks, and welcome to the Tales of Podcast. I'm Janine, your GM, and I'm joined here with our fabulous cast. Please introduce to us your character, and this week, your character's guilty pleasure. Hello, I'm Erica, and I'm playing Maeve McKenzie, uh, your liaison to the dead. And Maeve's guilty pleasure, is, besides her trashy romance novels, of course, is eating chocolate-covered strawberries, which I can imagine are rather expensive. <laughs> Uh, I'm Fabio and I play Connor O'Leary and Connor's guilty pleasure is that three nights a week he goes to a fight club Ooh, tell us about that I didn't know like that like he goes and he fights dudes he actually fights yeah, them yeah uh-huh. so he's not just there to watch no that's how he appears so zen and calm the rest ah. of the time because he beats the shite out of scrotes this makes three nights a week. so much sense so that's is this one. where he was coming back from at the beginning of episode one yeah, no yes can we because this whole time Jacques has been believing that <coughs> Capitan is out trying to make the streets safe, trying to search for his history. <laughs> Turns out he's out like wrestling and he hasn't invited Jacques to gamble on it. <laughs> if Jacques ever finds out, he is going to be so pissed. <laughs> so pissed. So well, tell- it's not a wrestle. It's, a str- like it's, a, it's fisticuffs like. Fuck it. <laughs> that sounds like a good time to watch. Three nights a week. Three nights a week. Does he and is he betting on himself or is it just for the joy of fighting? Um I think he does bet on himself, but it's not his only source of income. Like he sure. doesn't depend on it. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's he he, he bets on it to, to 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 up the entertainment value. Mm-hmm. And is he known for being a more of a like frequent winner, uh frequent loser? Does he have like a special like move or something that he's known for? He is known for having fists like fucking rocks. Um Ouch. and uh yeah, he he comes out fast and he comes out hard and he's he's known for beating So are you called are, the Avalanche? Yes. The avalanche. <laughs> does he have does he have a stage name? Avalanche O'Leary. Avalanche oh, O'Leary. I kind of uh, love that. He's called the Is it like a wolf name? He's called the Irish Plowman. Because he plows through, fellas. <laughs> no, no, that sounds very sexual. And Jack is immediately interested again. You cannot take that title from Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am known as the French plowman. <laughs> but, uh, and in answer to your question, he, he wins more than he loses. But mm-hmm. like, he's not like, he's not like, 
a fucking reigning champion or something. Mm. It keeps the betting interesting. Yeah. Mm. And like it's 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 often a free for all. It's, it's difficult to tell who the winner is sometimes. It's just giant scrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who are the other kinds of people who are at this fight club? Roustabouts, rapscallions. <laughs> um, Great words. Uh, general gougers and rascals. Rascals, yeah. Um, degenerates, generates. Um, <laughs> uh, lords and ladies, bishops and rabbis. So a very uh, interesting and eclectic yeah. crowd. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the social upheaval in uh, our twist okay. in London has very done true. some strange things. <laughs> but are you allowed to talk about Fight Club? Uh, no, he he. One must never talk about. That's what I thought. This club. is why Jacques doesn't know. Yes, exactly. This is why he hasn't invited you to fight because if you go, you're first night of Fight Club, you have to fight. Oh, uh, so yeah, you probably wouldn't be into that. No. What about why Jacques could get hired as a Fight Club doctor though? No, no, no. I, I'm thinking the same thing because I'm also thinking this whole time. Jacques has been treating him, and he thinks he's been treating his wounds be- due to a noble cause. Turns out it was for entertainment, and that is not an issue Jacques has. <laughs> but the fact that he is not entertained by this <laughs> is what he really has an issue if he were to find out. <laughs> fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So on that note, what yes. is what is Jacques' guilty pleasure? Uh, hi, I'm Charles, uh, and I play Jacques. Um, you know, it's 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 very interesting because I, I was thinking about this, and and the truth is, Jacques does not believe in guilty pleasures. He believes that pleasures should be. Public. That is not to say that Jacques doesn't have guilt. He so he's a, an exhibitionist. Well, well, you know, if if it if it were to make somebody happy, he would be happy to share it. He he doesn't need to flaunt it either. But uh, I th- I think Jacques Jacques definitely is a, a big fan of of. Uh, of semen eccentric and, and keeping the attention here, so you don't look at like what he really thinks or really cares about mm. over here that's 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 how Jacques thinks about it but uh, one of the secrets that happens to be a pleasure that Jacques must hold on to a secret and you will find out he's a very good person to hold on secrets is uh Jacques has uh, secretly been sleeping around town uh that's in- not a secret <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Maybe not, but who he is sleeping with is a secret because oh, uh, scandal! Voilà, no, no, it's it's this. Is Jacques finds that that the, the British uh, commonly are very prudish about their their behaviors. We, oui. merci, no, that I, merci, Maeve. I am so <laughs> glad to see somebody that sees eye to eye. I will see you later. Uh, <laughs> Ooh la la! <laughs> Um, that was very overt. I like that, it. That was yes, yes. But uh, as such, uh, 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 Jack Jack believes in in pleasure, but uh, not fully hedonist. He believes that that uh, that people should be should entertain that pleasure as long as it doesn't hurt the the other life. Doesn't hurt the next person. So as such, he will keep to his grave who he is sleeping with if they don't want it to be known. And if they do want it to be known. And then he'll probably scream about it. Everybody <laughs> must know. Oh my God, it was incredible. You, I, d- just details, please. Let me tell you. <laughs> and so let us not forget, we still have one more character 
to oh, yeah. to to introduce <laughs> this episode. Uh, I'm Mike, and I play Lloyd. Uh, tell me if this is a huge cop out. It feels like a huge cop out, but I really liked your Fight Club idea. I like the idea that uh, Lloyd actually goes to the same one and runs an illegal bookies there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, this is even worse for Jacques because <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lloyd. Well, that's what I was thinking as well. It, <laughs> wow. It's wow. okay, Jacques. We can do something else while they're at Fat Club. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> I, I think that Talk sometimes to Lloyd you have to has make a lover's club. An envelope, a stuffed envelope to Connor and behind Jacques's back <laughs> or right in front of him and not told him what was going on. Because <laughs> yes. Jacques appreciates it, appreciates the sanctity of secrecy. Voila. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. Has Lloyd ever fixed a match? Yeah. One of Connor's matches. Would Connor help? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to throw sure. fake punches. Yep, absolutely. He, he He's up for any you kind of You're not above it. Okay. He would take a fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We're going down in a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, this, this yeah, is Connor loves it when you call people, you slag. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a, here's, here's a question. Has anyone ever tried to muscle in on Lloyd's patch here? Almost certainly. <laughs> you gonna... Yes. Uh, Have you ever had to sort oh. someone out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, because Lloyd doesn't show this very often, but obviously he did used to run with a gang. Uh, nowadays, he's mostly an informant, but uh, he still is a pretty capable fighter. And he knows the Irish plowman. So. I've <laughs> 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 completely forgotten that name. You're already? It's like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think there's been a few times where uh, someone's tried to either someone doesn't pay up and they've got to, you know, do a bit of, do a bit of uh, coercing, mm. or someone's tried to muscle in and take it over. Probably other gangs and shit. Um, but I think the Fight Club, something like a Fight Club, uh, is probably going to be like somewhat neutral ground. It's not going to be like gang conflict. Quick question: like Has he ever had to sort somebody out because they spoke out? Uh, out of terms, you know, they maybe mentioned the Fight Club. In, uh... Oh, someone broke the first rule of Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it, yeah, it could be <laughs> an enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And question, what does he do with the money that he makes from these fights? Uh, I think he probably donates it to um, either the Mondays or to the greater cause, which we haven't mentioned yet. Did we? Uh, there is a moment in the first episode where I mentioned the secret press, but we haven't really we haven't really touched on uh, a lot of Lloyd's um, personal work yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe that could be something for a future intro. Maybe he donates it to like bar owners and restaurateurs and ladies of the night in exchange for goods and services. <laughs> well, the ladies of the night one's a good point because he like lived in a brothel for many years of his childhood, so probably does. Some of that to help out. Indeed. Good of him. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like Maeve's guilty pleasure is really lame compared to all of you. <laughs> no. do you. Do you want to do another one? No. <laughs> Leave it. Um, no, I, I feel like... Because she's new in London, so like she doesn't yeah. have like an established thing that she does yet. And guilty I think pleasure, we've sorry. established this, Jan, that the, the U.S. is not as 
modernized as London is currently, I, right? I don't think we've established it in game, but we've discussed we've it. We've discussed it, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can still her establish guilty it. pleasures might be doing stuff that's considered masculine back in the US, but she mm. doesn't have to hide that here, mm, which is nice. But I mean, since we haven't established that, we can still like decide as we go, is that something that you want to have as concrete for the states? We'll think about it. Alrighty, then uh, let's have a quick recap of what happened last session. After a long night's rest to ponder the mysteries of the previous day, our team rose bright and early to kick off their investigation. Over some much needed coffee and well-debated pastries, The team then shared some of their suspicions about the case. The morning brought new leads from Lloyd's information network and also a message from Miss Fletcher, who informed them that Mr. Baker was now at home in a catatonic state. Lloyd and Connor headed to Elephant and Castle to speak with Daisy, sister of the missing Rosie, ultimately leaving with her sister's diary and beloved ragdoll. Meanwhile, Maven Shack set out to check in on the unfortunate Mr. Baker. As Maeve comforted a distraught Mrs. Baker, the good doctor set about diagnosing the guard's condition. Thanks to a very successful role, Jacques discovered something nefarious. A puncture wound on Mr. Baker's neck, leading him to believe that his condition is not supernatural at all but is, in fact, human foul play. So Jacques, you got two successes with your medical exam. We already discussed the puncture wounds you found, but in addition, because you have made a thorough examination of the body, you also... (laughs) (laughs) he's alive he's alive he's alive for now (laughs) because you made a thorough examination of the patient you notice i said that he was in the fetal position with Mm -hmm. his hands clenched Mm -hmm. there's something clenched in one of his hands uh it's uh, i'm guessing it's too tight for me to open it uh you could give it a very good try but Mm. what you can see clenched in his hands is a ring of keys um okay interesting i think i think it's time i open the door and come down should we cut to maven mrs baker i'm helping her with the tea she her hands like i will take the tray from her so she's clearly shaking a lot i I think that you're gonna have to be the one to make the tea (laughs) she's trying she's gonna point Mm -hmm. and i will do the thing we should i should make you roll for american trying to make tea (laughs) listen we also drink tea in the united states (laughs) but did you back then Yes. Is this we before? threw it in the harbor. I was gonna, well, exactly. It didn't mean you drank it. You chipped it away. <laughs> no, but this goes to show you that we had plenty of tea. And you discarded it. But you did put it in a lot of water. Listen, no taxation without representation. <laughs> Tell that to Puerto Rico and New York. Or Washington now, that's it. Don't get me started. <laughs> Literally, like, I could say that about myself right now because I'm still taxed. Even though I live in Germany, I know, and there's no representation for Americans abroad mm-hmm. in any of my government. Mm-hmm. So you flushed all your camembert down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So anyway, Mrs. Baker has been pointing out to where the tea is. She's got a bit of a thousand yard stare. She's wringing her hands. She's ended up just kind of sitting down and rubbing her hands on her apron while she's whilst you're kind of fussing around the kitchen. Um, so, Mrs. Baker, mm. can you tell me what uh, the last thing Mr. Baker told you about was? Um, yeah. He, uh, I got a message from him yesterday morning. He'd, uh, a few days before, he, he said he'd uh, been hearing strange things at night. And um, the day before yesterday, he, he said uh, during the night he'd heard... Uh, some something that sounded like hoofs or something, and um, Maeve nods because she's heard this before. And um, well, because there's not many staff, and he was the only one a witness at sea. They were they were bringing in some investigators, and they wanted him to stay the night. The SSPP. I, I don't know. Um, could could well be, but um, they wanted him to stay the night so that he could also be there a witness. What happened? Next thing I know, he got brought home this morning like this. Who brought him here? Um, it was a local constable. So it wasn't the curator of the museum or any... No. ...of these investigators? No. What did the constable say? Do you have his name? So want to give me a good copper name? Lenny... You're all with the L's today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just realize. Lloyd wanting to call everyone with an L. <laughs> Lenny Lavish. Oh, God, it was a double L as well. No, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else give me a name for a copper. Uh, Leonard. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the L first name. We can have Leonard, yeah. Um, McIntyre. McIntyre. Oh, good copper name. Scottish one, that. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a uh, M- M- McIntyre, I think. Yeah, McIntyre. Mac- McIntyre, yeah, young young lad, came in with uh, a couple of lads from the beat. They had to carry him in, brought him in, in stretcher. He hadn't moved since. Well, um, Jacques, Doctor Jacques. I don't actually know your last name. What is Jacques Lagarde? De Beauregard. De Beauregard. Doctor Beauregard is. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> How does he feel about that? Dr. Beauregard <laughs> is tending to the, him now. That's what he uses to seduce people. Uh, it's a Dr. Beauregard. Yeah, but I think he, he, would, he, would, he would want the de in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. De, de Beauregard. Beauregard. Yeah, yeah. Dr. De Beauregard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a mouthful. Mm. Maeve doesn't know that that's yes, part of the is. surname. Oh, God, I went there. <laughs> I apologize. You to need everyone. to flirt better with her in character. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than giving me all these one liners out of character. Say, stop flirting with Erica and stop flirting with Maeve. <laughs> um, I will do my best. So we cut back to the kitchen. Um, so Maeve is saying that Dr. Borogord is tending to him now, so he will get the best care that London has to offer. I, I, I thank you, Miss. I, honestly, I, I didn't think. I'd be able to get no help. I can't afford a doctor and no one seems to know what was wrong and I couldn't really send for no one and I couldn't take him nowhere. So, uh, being quite the godsend, I have to say. Do you remember which 
What is it like? Sheriff's office? What is it called in, in London? It would be... Uh, Precinct. Precinct? Yeah. Yeah, police station. Yeah. i just say police station. Yeah, police yeah. station. Uh, do you remember which police station McIntyre is from? Uh, yeah, they were from around uh, Westminster. Where the museum is? Yeah. Got it. <sighs> what? This, this would be you asking, but uh, where was he discovered? She said in the museum. Oh. Or did I extrapolate that? I You extrapolated that, but that Whoops. is the case. <laughs> you extrapolated correctly? Mm-hmm. I did. It's almost like as, I'm good at as, this. As, as, far as, I, as far as I know, they've just... They found him like that, but... In the museum? In the, in the museum, but they told Which me... Which part of the museum? I'm afraid I, I don't know, but the fact is... He was staying there because these investigators were also there. How how could this happen to him and, and not to them? And why ain't why ain't they been able to tell me nothing about it? Don't know, but I'm gonna find out. <laughs> I swear. Oh Henry. She, she pats What am I gonna do? The crying <laughs> emotional <laughs> Mrs. Baker on the shoulder again and offers her a cup of tea. <laughs> Her own tea. Yes. <laughs> she takes the tea and then politely puts it down on the table. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's her own tea. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> fucked it up. You put the milk in first. <laughs> <didn't you>? <laughs> <laughs> That's the low class thing to do, in, in it. <laughs> That's the wrong no. way to do it. <laughs> I'm joking. She more just like can't eat or drink or anything right now. But, you know, the smell of tea just in the room is comforting. Mm. And she uh, she looks at you and says, Oh, um, please please do make sure the uh, the good doctor uh, gets some refreshments as well. <laughs> oh, that's uh, when I, I come down. I, will, I was going to bring you up the tea. No, I would never ask that of such a wonderful lady. But maybe uh, you don't want to talk in front of Mrs. Baker. Uh, yeah. I, I, maybe I, Maeve wants to see Mr. We, 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 I, I planned for that already. Uh, I, I, no, 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 no. I, I come down and I say, uh, Mrs. Uh, Baker. Mrs. Baker. <gasps> McIntyre stuck in my head. Yes, Doctor. <sighs> is there any hope? Mm. Of course. Of course there is. Then you know what's wrong with my Henry. I'm afraid it's going to take a little bit more investigation. This, <laughs> I suspect, might be something I've heard of before, but we must do certain things. Now tell me, do you have a bath? Um, out the back, yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to bring it in, and I'm going to need some heated water uh, slightly above body temperature. Now, can you handle this? Um, yeah, I, I, I can go get it, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, I apologize for what you might see. I know it is improper, but it is a doctor's duty to treat the patient, not serve the patient's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Proper... Propriety? Voila, voila. So I apologize, but I need this. Can you do this? What are you going to do with him? We are going to bathe him. His muscles are trying to atrophy and he is cold. I need him to relax. It is uh, improper, I know, to undress a man, but we must do it. Uh, oh, um, and she thinks and she realizes that this is the only help that she's getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like, oh, um, 
Well, if you say so, I'll do whatever I can for my Henry. Yes, please. Now, I'm going to need my associate. Uh, this is going to be... Thank- uh, thankfully, you didn't call me your assistant. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. Um, this is this is a little bit complex. I need a second pair of eyes, but uh, have no fear. We are doing everything in our power to save... No, to uh, ensure that your man is healthy again she she comes over to you and she gently takes your hands and she's like thank god that you came to us of course i'll do whatever i can of course now the tea <laughs> and we, we we cut at that point yes. over to connor and lloyd what are you boys up to uh you now have a rag doll Yes, I guess the only place we would meet up with you would be back at Connor's apartment, but perhaps you have some things to do uh, in terms of like, f- we just, there was some information we wanted to get, wasn't there? Charlie, finding out who Charlie is. Like, yeah, I can get my I can get my boys on it, but um, we got some spare time. That was quicker than I thought it would be. Should we take this time to check out on uh, on Mr. Lemondaire? Or uh, do you think we're getting ahead of ourselves? Who was Lemondaire? Oh, he, this was your other contact. We had three leads, yeah. Yes. Mr. Lemondaire might know where, uh, where, might know who in the aristocracy has ties to the museum. Make hay while the sun shines and all that. Yeah, let's go and do that. Well, let's go to him then, wherever he is. Alrighty, so you you have an address for this uh, Lucius Lemondaire. Um, he is in, a, let's say, a, a kind of nine. No, not like an aristocratic, but like in a merchanty district. He has like amongst these kind of nice-looking bookshops and stuff. Um, it is like a really old-looking building with like nice wooden paneling and stuff. Um, and it's a place where they he keeps records of uh, family trees and other related things to the aristocracy. So we go inside this shop. Ha, what do you guys think the interior looks like? I would imagine it's quite a small shop. It looks like what I think of when I think of a stamp collector's shop. What do you like, think of? <laughs> Like there's you you go in and there's not much room before the counter mm. because like everything is storage at the mm. back, so you go in there's just enough per- room for one person really to be in there, uh, so we're crammed in with an enormous dog as well, um, and all over the walls are various coats of arms and heraldry and family trees and um, yeah just lists of names and. Um, books sort of, of odd shapes because they need to open up and have family trees so they, they're quite yeah, they're long all like, and, and like cool triangle shaped books yeah like yeah. ledgers <laughs> lots of ledgers yeah. mm-hmm. and um, yeah heavy heavy oak uh, shelves and behind the counter is Lucius Lemon Tree Lemon <laughs> Lemon Dare Lemon Dare and um, he please is, tell me what he looks like well, is you, he wait? Let me see what gender Lucius Lemondaire is. Lucius Lemondaire is a woman. We can barely see her over the counter until she walks up a little footstool 
that has like a, a, a stairs on the side of it mm-hmm. and she sits on the top and can see us. She's got huge big bottle like uh, bottle glasses. Yeah, and she has like a, a magnifying uh, lens. Yeah, a, mm-hmm. a, a loop mm-hmm. that folds over one eye. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And she has lilac hair. Oh. Luscious lilac hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lilac. What age mm-hmm. is she? Forty. <laughs> she, went, she went grave very early and is discovering the joys of the purple rinse mm. R- reserve uh, solely for older ladies and teenage girls <laughs> and she is your contact so once again I will let you initiate well actually I'd say she's a little bit well to do yeah I was going to um, suggest the opposite like, oh right I thought you knew her I don't know. No, 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 I was given it the was, name. It was a name he was given as, if you want this kind of information, this is who you're going to have to go for. Okay. So she, I think she's wearing like a, she's quite short and plump. She's wearing like a, a blouse, like really tightly tucked in at the waist in like a, um, like a, f- not felt, but like, um, you know, like those tight, like tartan skirts almost. Yeah. But, you know, she's got a very high frilly collar and like a little brooch here. She's got like a big poofy hair in a bun and these giant spectacles. So is her name Lucius or Luscious? Lucius. Lucius. But she has long, luscious locks <laughs> of lilac. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here with you. <laughs> Alliteration is fun. In that case, I shall introduce myself. Of comedy, I'm Connor O'Leary, and this is my uh, colleague, Lloyd. I bet that hurt to say. Lloyd X. <laughs> <laughs> what is Lloyd's surname again? Lloyd of Hackney. It's a pleasure Lloyd. to make your acquaintance. And he offers his hand at a... <laughs> She, she peers over the top of her glasses at you and like takes them off, and they're on one of those like bead necklaces. She's like, hmm? Yes. Um, good morning. How can I help you? And then McCracken like jumps his, his paws up on top of the oh. counter and he's looking like her dead in the eye because they're at the same level. Oh, oh my. Um, h- hello, puppy. And this is McCracken. McCracken, back down. Hello, hello, McCracken. Hello. Um, good boy. <laughs> yes. Um, hmm. how, 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 may, how may I help you? Uh, well, that is yet to be found out. Um, we have a number of questions which you perhaps can answer. The first of those questions is... <laughs> the first of those questions is... Wait, she, like, she turns and she looks Lloyd up and down and she's like... Is this business, um, shall we say, by the books? Oh, it is absolutely by the books and above board, and we're dotting all day. Because if, it, because if it's not, that is fine, but we cannot do it in the shop front. We are dotting all our T's and crossing all our I's. Very well. Well, Lloyd just winks. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> very well. Perhaps you should maybe come through to the back. That sounds very pleasant. She looks around, she kind of goes around the front of the counter, looks nervously at McCracken, takes the little stool with her, turns the sign over on the door, and then bustles and ushers you back. Um, and she has like a, like a little cubby uh, behind uh, a bookshelf that you probably wouldn't have noticed uh, elsewise. And she goes in there and she's got like a, a little study in there. Uh, and, she, and she turns around and she ushers you in and she says... I have many nosy neighbors. Um, I do like to keep um, some of the things that I do uh, in private. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, let, wouldn't want to get a reputation, of course. 
I'm sure, and uh, I can assure you, my colleague and I uh, can assure you, the we are the uh, very definition of discretion. You have nothing to worry about with us. She she looks at the very large, noticeable dog. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what were we going to ask her? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm somewhat of a connoisseur of information myself, um, but uh, I'm afraid my leads have run dry looking for a certain benefactor of the uh, Belgrove Square Museum. Now, I don't suppose you'd have the answers. One of my... Uh, one of my mates reckons you might. She uh, like she takes pause at that and she's like, oh, yes, that has been quite the mystery. Hmm. Uh, as far as I'm aware, that is in, it's held in some kind of trust, some group trust. But it is most curious that one should do such a thing, indeed. Do you know the name of the trust? And I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. It is the Archaeological and Adventurers Association Trust. Oh, the Adventurers Guild. <laughs> um, but you don't know nothing about the, uh, the folks who run the trust? Unfortunately, right now, um, off the top of my head, I don't think I could say, but... Um, hmm. I do have plenty of records in here. I could... I could perhaps start making some uh, investigations. Do you have anything for me to, anywhere for me to begin? Uh, I can share the information that I was given. Short, can we short it? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> I just thought of a new question. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Do you know anything about the history of the museum? You say it's been uh, shrouded in mystery, this uh, finding the owner. Oh, the history of the museum. Hmm. It is not my uh, it is not my area of expertise, but I have been living here for some time. Um, Can I just say I love our accent? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. She's kind of she goes back into the shop and she's like running her fingers along um, some books on the wall. Um, she takes one of those one of those slidey ladders. Um, let go along library shelves and she slides when she starts going up and down and looking for something and she says aha here and she takes like a really big thick book um, and she's like um, as you know most of the old buildings in the city uh, have started to fall into uh, the public domain um, but I do have a history here of um, members of the aristocracy who have handed over um their buildings uh, to parliament and to other social um, groups and activities. Um, I could take a look through here and see if I have some history of the Belgrave Square Museum in here. As far as I'm aware, in recent history, it has not changed hands. But I may be able to dig through here and find out. Um, as for the building itself, I it is not my area of expertise. So, so the Belgrave is or isn't publicly owned? It is not. It is privately owned. Uh, what is known about it is that uh, publicly it is known to be um, uh, taken care of by this uh, archaeological trust, uh, which would give the impression that it is a group uh, holding, but who is in that group appears to be a mystery. Does the group have any other, any other connections 
if they're connected to the museum, it's quite possible they have other holdings. Hmm. Not that I'm aware of, but that could be an interesting uh, thread to pull out. I have not heard the name used elsewhere in society. That's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? It is quite curious now that you've brought it to my attention, yes. She kind of like pushes the glasses up on her nose and she's like, hmm, mystery. Sorry, which name is curious? It's the name of the Adventurers Guild. Oh yeah, what was it again? The um, Archaeological and Adventurers Association and Trust. It, what, what's association curi- and trust. The association, associates trust. Ah. The curious thing is that she now realizes that she can't think of anywhere else that they're kind of attributed to. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they're registered? Have you checked the company's records? I am not a bookkeeper. <laughs> it is uh, most certainly not in my purview. Could be another trip for us to make, Connor. Hmm. Sounds that way. Sorry, it's the Archaeological and Exploration Associates Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Adventurous. Exploration. Oh, sorry. Archaeology. It's the AAA. The, uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, so she turns to the Lloyd and she's, the she turns to Lloyd and she says, <laughs> I, I most certainly have a, a lot of information at my fingers here and I can do quite a bit of digging through the history of things. What could make something a little bit easier is if you have some kind of uh, family name um, or associated um, information for me to begin with. Yeah, we have nothing. You were the only name that came up. What about that letter with the with the? With yeah, the I, was, I was thinking that. Do seal. we have that? Do we have that the seal? You can say that you have it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The only other clue we have is this. Uh, this letter came to me yesterday. She takes the letter and she puts the magnifier down over her glasses and she kind of like pulls it in front of her face and now until it comes into focus, then flips it down and looks on the seal. Hmm. Hmm. Most curious. This is most certainly not a family crest of anything I am aware of. This is absolutely outside of anything that I've seen before. A personal sigil, perhaps, not a family one. But one that I most certainly do not recognize. May I, may I take a pressing of this? I see no reason... To disallow that. But no, she she takes a rubbing and it's like she just takes like a, a pencil and she makes a rubbing of it. How most curious. It's definitely not in any of the styles of of the families of uh, at least the European aristocracy that I know. Does it match any other is it etymologies that you're aware of? Is that the word? Or is that the study of bugs? That's entomology. That's entomology. That's entomology. You're thinking etymology is the study of, of words. words. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. It is like nothing I've ever seen. It's most curious. It has most certainly piqued my interest. If you wanted to find out uh, something about historical symbols, perhaps, old cultures, who would you go to? You must have a lot of your own contacts. One doesn't get all this information for free. (laughs) One doesn't work for free either. Well, that, that rubbing can be the first part of payment. Well, I will tell you this, gentlemen. I do enjoy a good mystery, and I do like to uh, unravel such things. I will spend some time poring over my tomes, but as I say, 
Um, if you can maybe come back to me at some time with some further information that might uh, give me further leads, I would be more than happy to oblige. We will do, of course. And if you do accept payment in intrigue, you have found the right clients. I do enjoy intrigue, but one does not pay one's bills purely with intrigue. Beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get my people to look into the company. If you can uh, keep looking on your end. Any names would be great. I'll do what I can. So, cutting back over to the bakers, we now have one large copper bathtub uh, sitting in the middle of the house in front of the fire. Mm. Uh, Not yet. Uh, I I definitely want uh, Mademoiselle Maeve's help whilst uh, the lady of the house is conducting this. Uh, I turn to to Maeve and I say, Mademoiselle Maeve, let me just say that uh, what you did yesterday was astounding. I have reasons to believe that perhaps there is a bit of foul play in this. And I showcase... Foul play in what manner? Mm. Excellent. I showcase uh, on uh, Monsieur Baker the puncture wound. And I admit that I do not recognize what this is. However... He is showing clear signs of, uh, of uh, what was it again? What did I wrote down? Catatonia due to fear. That being said, I wonder if perhaps, perhaps we are dealing with something a little unusual. The, the symptoms are synonymous with catatonia due to fear, mm. but uh, you could extrapolate the idea that it could be elsewise induced. Mm. Can Maeve take a closer look at this puncture wound? Sure. What would you like to see? Um, she's looking to see if she can tell if it is supernatural in origin. Hmm. Happy to roll for it. You do need to roll for that. What do I need to roll? Investigation? Uh, isn't it? Is it observation? I don't have any of my notes around me today. Observation. What are you trying to do? To determine if the puncture wound is supernatural. Is it the puncture or the, the state? His catatonia or the puncture? She's currently looking at the puncture wound. So you want to know if the puncture wound has some kind of supernatural connection? Mm-hmm. I would say it's empathy plus observation. Okay, my empathy is three, observation is two, so that's five days. Maybe you have something that would help with it. I have a tarot deck, a tinderbox, and a dagger. Don't think any of those make me more observant. No candles? No, what do I need candles for? Yeah, well, I don't know, a seance? Impromptu? Yeah, but that's not like an no. item that gives me a plus. Mm-hmm. I have a success. Mm-hmm. With your success, you can uh, determine that this is not supernatural in nature. Okay. Uh, as, as in, like, there's no supernatural influence being put on him. For his state or for the... Like the puncture the puncture wood is not related to anything supernatural. Okay. My best guess is that somebody shot him with something. Like in a syringe. I cannot recognize this poison. I, I was hoping. Okay. 
I uh, point to his hands. We are going to need to loosen up his grip uh, in the bath. I... Yes, uh, the rest I will see with uh, Madame Baker, but uh, perhaps, perhaps our next clue is with the SSP. P. I always forget that last P. Um, merci, by the way, for taking care of Mrs. Baker, uh, my, my, Madame Baker. Uh, right, yes. Uh, I carry the the I, I carry I carry uh, the the man down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I will tell you, like because of his physical state, like he yes. is rock solid. You mm. probably won't be able to undress him. What uh, was your intention? You'll have to put him have to in the bath. The as is. You'll have to cut it off, or you have to put him in the bath as is. Mm, interesting. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Okay. Do I want to <laughs> cut him? Cut his clothes? No, I, I'm, I'm guessing that perhaps uh, these are the man's only uh, only clothes. So uh, I will leave the clothes on, uh, hoping to undress him uh, in the time uh, when the bath is ready. I also. Tell to uh, Madame Baker, uh, if you don't mind, we need to hit up the room. And also, uh, <clears throat> I know that the uh, gentleman was uh, enjoyed a little bit of gin on the side. We're going to need the bottle as well, please. Uh, oh, uh, yes, uh, uh, certainly. I, I think. Uh, oh, uh, he might have his flask on him, actually. Hmm. Excellent. She she pats like uh, one of the pockets, yes. and there's a there's a flask in one of his pockets. Uh, Jacques is like, no, that, it, it's empty. That one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> is it empty? <laughs> you tell me. Uh, there's a little left. Mm. Do you uh, need more than that? We we are going to need more, but no, 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 no. Uh, don't worry, it's not for me. Uh, I am well. I'll give you further instructions afterwards. First, if you don't mind, we must heat up the room as, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so she, she lights the fire. She takes some of the coals and puts them under mm. the copper bath. And she says, we uh, we get our bathtub, Jim, from the fella next door. I can go get some Jim from him. Uh, excellent. Uh, merci, merci. So she like disappears. And we bathe him. And I'm hoping that uh, the heat from the bath and from the water loosens his muscles a little bit enough for us to get the keys out of his hand. So you spend quite some time um, warming him up in the bathtub and he does warm up quite a bit, but he doesn't, he himself, his physical body doesn't relax, but his skin becomes softer. So if you want to remove the keys, you can, but he doesn't, he doesn't move from this position. We do want to remove the keys. I suspect that uh, these keys are the ones that we were looking for. So we do just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we manage to do it without hurting him? Yes. Excellent. Wonderful. Uh, he's still tight. Yeah. Well, zut, this is not good. We're, we are going to have to cut his clothes off. Uh, I will leave a banknote. For his Aww. uniform. May we, may we, it is very important that... He's putting his clothes off. Well, he can't go to bed in wet clothes. You don't want to wet him, now you're cutting his clothes up? He's only got one suit. 
<laughs> I know, I know it's terrible. Um, uh, the hospital never seems to care about that. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we cut his clothes so that he is uh, in nothing but his. I'm, I'm guessing he has a nightshirt underneath it or something like that. Uh, we uh, put him. His bloomers. Yes, we put him back in, in bed and uh, I ask, uh, do you have a, a funnel? Oh, um, y- yeah. Excellent. Sure. Uh, I am going to need. Now, this is. Please <laughs> Sorry, pay attention. Just the look on Fabio's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are going to have to ensure that he is uh, hydrated. Two parts tea, one part gin, uh, three times a day, and he must be kept warm at all times. Um. Y- yes. Yes, doctor. Absolutely. Now, here is my address. I must tell you that I uh, I am staying with a friend, so you will have to ask for me specific. And I, I jot this down in terrible handwriting as any good doctor. <laughs> I will do. rewrite it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not my assistant, my associate will do that, yes. Correct. Uh, <clears throat> any any changes in him, I want uh, to be sent word of uh, but uh, there is hope, madame. There is hope, and we must hold on to that. Oh, thank you, doctor. I, I appreciate it so much. I, I don't know what I'll do without my Henry. Of course, of course, I understand. Yeah, please, uh, please take take this, and she she gives you the rest of the bottle of the bathtub gin. Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh. I apologize. I'm I ain't got no other form of payment. No, 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 no. And, and I hand her a, a pound banknote, and I say, now please, it's very important. This is for the suit, and for the tea, and for the gin. Um, you come here to treat my Henry, and you're giving me money. Right? Yes, I know, I know, it's unusual, but uh, he was my patient. I feel responsible. Uh, it is important that the first person he talks to, if he comes back to mind, is us. You must send forth, please. Uh, uh, absolutely, doctor. Okay. Uh, anything happens, you send forth as well. Uh, I will. I will. And anybody comes knocking, you send forth. I oh, will. Thank, okay. thank you so much. Of course, of course. Maybe uh, is there anything else? Right. Um, merci. God, uh, God bless you both. Take care of yourself. Take care of Henry. We will be in touch. She she just nods solemnly and folds up her hands on her on her knee as she sits down next to Henry in the bed and leaves you to see yourself out. We see ourselves out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Human foul play. She jingles the keys. I bet you this gets us into that back room. Ah, yes. Excellent. At least there is some silver lining in this horrid affair. Do you think he'll be okay? I was not able to recognize what they put in him. I can only hope so. But right now we have done all we can for him. All right, I guess we should rendezvous with the other two. Oui. Um, one more time, merci. You were phenomenal. I know. She winks. <laughs>
Excellent. We reconvene. It is now, uh, what, early evening? No, uh, oh. not yet. <clears throat> um, there's definitely a lot more things that you can investigate before this evening because uh, more things will happen this evening. Cool. Um, I would like to suggest that you meet at this at the pub. Okay. And let's design the pub. Excellent. What do you think? What do you think the pub's called? The Prancing Pony. It's got to be like the old red lion, isn't it? No, I like the Prancing Pony. It's you know what? That's fine, right? Hmm? Isn't it? Lord of the Rings. Oh, is it? Okay, it's not called. Fuck, it's not called the Prancing Pony. <laughs> okay, more suggestions. The flute and bunghole. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they don't necessarily have to be dirty things. It's just your own mind that's putting dirty connotations on I don't on believe like you. East End pub called the Bottle and Stopper. That's Cockney, I like that. That's bottle and Stopper. <laughs> and it works for a pub. So it could be like a like a dodgy pub with dodgy sauce. What did you say it was called again? The Bottle and Stopper. Bottle and Stopper. All right. It's called the Bottle and Stopper. And uh, what does it look like inside? It, it, what time Wait, of day is it? Uh, midday. It is smoky, and it would, is... Would the time of day have changed that fact? <laughs> well, yeah, it was, if it was early in the morning, I don't think it would have filled with smoke yet. Okay. Um, it is dimly lit, and... Mm, but what, what time is it? Is it early afternoon? No? Early afternoon. It's midday. Right. It was, oh, it's yeah, that early. It's just like the windows are f- so dirty, not much sunlight comes through. I don't know about that. I mean, let's, 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 let us discuss the clientele. Who are the patrons? It's definitely a working class place. Right. But well, I don't think it's a shithole. Mm. I didn't say it was a shithole. I just said it was <laughs> windows were dirty. It's in the middle of London. <laughs> that, during, during the height of the Industrial Revolution. Yes. Probably a lot of soot. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I would like to say that um, the landlord... Uh, or the people who owned it previously were big into horse racing and the walls are covered in like old brass horse tack. I love it. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yes, no, uh, wonderful. Uh, Of course, there are copper railings around the bar. Mm. Uh, uh, There are several cubicles that are uh, separated by uh, glass pane. Uh, between them, but otherwise they're completely open, but uh, there's enough for us to have seating room. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the tables uh, I envision are in the open space uh, where there are stools around and, and big wooden tables. And uh, it is the it is the lunch rush, isn't it? Mm. Is the pub serving food? You can probably get a jelly deal or a scotch egg. Right, yeah. I see Probably that. some of the local peddlers come in, mm. um, like off the street when it's lunchtime. Pickled onions and shit. Yeah. And pork scratchings. All the other weird stuff that London. Sous vide rat. <laughs> the, there, there is a there is a prize wow. possession on sous vide the... is French. Uh-huh. I don't think they do that to Very classy. Well, like it's just a drowned rat. <laughs> <laughs> Rat Elvan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a rat that's been run over by a van. Uh, in, in the back of the bar, next to all the bottles, there is a prize possession, which is a third place trophy from a horse race mm-hmm. that was then given to the uh, landlord. And he is so proud that he has made it the centerpiece mm. in the middle of all these bottles that he has in the back of the bar. 
Can, who gave it to may, you? May, may, may I suggest the third place you, winner? You, you, you read the um, the plaque on the large trophy wrong because it's in fact the 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 landlord's wife's name is on the trophy, and right beside it is a much smaller <laughs> trophy <laughs> for participation in a judo contest. <laughs> <laughs> the name of in the Victorian London. In Victorian Juno. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's canon now. <laughs> Victorian Victorian fisticuffs, perhaps <laughs> for pugilism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxing, I will allow. It's it, it's I, judo. It's spelled J U D E D O H. Um. Why no? Why? Okay, so where do you guys sit in the pub? Uh, last question: Is there a bookie at the pub? Probably, yeah, definitely, yeah. but it's not. It's right. not official. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a booth in the pub that you guys regularly sit at. Yeah, so I like, reckon so. I remember that you still got some pies. Mm. Mystery Monday. Mystery. <laughs> Guess what today is? <laughs> <laughs> I think. What? I, th- I think I'd rather order a scotch egg than deal with your <laughs> mystery pocket pies. <laughs> What's a mystery? Is it like mystery meat? You don't know what's in it? Yes. <laughs> the thing about a mystery is that. God, this sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Go on, have a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Over my dead body. <laughs> so you all, you all, or remember, we're all having now a pie, a pine, and a ponder. We are. Pine, a pie, and a ponder. Hmm. I'm not eating the pie, though. I think every Mystery Monday, Lloyd ends up eating the pies. By <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Jacques is, is always of, uh, how would I put it? He's never going to find decent food, so might as well, might as well. And, and, and uh, Monday's, Monday's pies are, are, are some of the better, better that he has had in town. So uh, mystery or not, he will partake. So Connor will take a small slice of the pie and decide that the mystery is beyond him and <laughs> surreptitiously pass the pie to McCracken. <laughs> Do you not love McCracken? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think McCracken cares what the mystery meat is. McCracken's okay with mystery meat. Uh-huh. Not this mystery meat, though. He pushes it aside with his paw underneath the table. <laughs> Nonsense. I'm here oh. sitting. I'm thinking cod. <laughs> so what? what is the mystery pie, then? Is it like... Um, do you get something in it? Is it like a Kinder egg? There's <laughs> <laughs> a Scotch egg in the middle. Yes. And what 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 sounds do we hear? Probably just the 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 men, either the men eating uh, and grabbing their their drink. And so women. I don't think it would just be and men. Right? And women, of course. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, of course. Uh, or the sound of people uh, making bets with the bookie for this afternoon's race. Oh, there's no TVs. Damn it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Maybe there's a kid that, like, periodically sprints in through the front door and shouts the, oui, oui, oui. Like, the current standings or whatever, or mm-hmm. the results of a previous race. Mm-hmm. And one last question before you then get served your drinks and have your conversation, your, your pint, your pie, and your ponder. Mm. What are they serving at this pub, uh, drink-wise? Do they have like their own ale, for example, or? Probably. So th- is that a thing that was done? Because like historically in old, I know medieval England, like shit, people just make their own beer and then you don't really have a tavern in a village. You 
people just make their own batch and then they open their house as a tavern. Mm. Is it like, uh, it's obviously not that at this point, but do they, is that what pubs do? They always brew their own shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Are we in Hackney or are we at the docks near the HQ? Because if it's docks. near the HQ, maybe they get like things from the ships, like they get imported stuff. Mm, it's the docks. It's that feels docks. fancy though. It? That feels a little fancy. Or, be, or they get whatever falls off the back whatever, of the ship. Yeah. Whatever falls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. F- falls off. Into the Thames. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Why no, is no, everything no. disgusting? No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry for for the uh, listeners. Uh, there is a wink. Falls off. Ah. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. There is a double quote in there. Um, yeah, I, I reckon that maybe that's a bit of a roulette as well. We 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 it's it's the uh, it's the guest beer. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's the guest ale. So when, when Connor has served his ale, he uh, inspects it. He dips his fingers in and passes something to McCracken mm-hmm. that he's taken from outside <laughs> of it. So you're all sitting down then at the pub for your lunch. You've all got some form of drink mm. and something to to munch on while you ponder. Uh, what's your what's your closing what's our closing scene for the session? Ooh la 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 la. Um, we, uh, I'm sorry to speak for us, but uh, we we of course relay our information, and we. Oh yeah, we tell them about Henry's state, the state of his wife. Mm. Um And I jingle the keys. We. Oui. This is the good news. The bad news. We suspect human foul play. Somebody stuck Henry with some kind of poison or catatonic or something in the back of the neck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, if, if there is... Oh, oh, we did not visit. Uh, apparently, there was a constable, McIntyre. McIntyre. Can't spell. Uh, who, That's the constable who brought in... Henry to his home. We oui. they so, found him at the museum. But they didn't say where in the museum. Boy. I'm sure we could get more information from Boy. the constable. Which McIntyre? Constable. Leonard McIntyre. Leonard McIntyre. Oh, you're going to send you know someone? Do you know something on him? Uh, I want to try and use my well-traveled thing to say yes, I do know Leonard McIntyre. I work with him often. Ah, oh, so he's kind of like a, a copper who's also... Um, like deals with with you on the side, yeah. We can say that. Feeds me illicit police information. And you give him pies. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not going to be able to help you now. No, I just want to say that I know him because. Well, you don't. Do you have to? I'm, I'm I not have a skill it. specifically. No, I was going to say, do you have to roll for that? I think I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Roll, well, you can uh, roll for that then. Manipulation, which is what four plus three. I don't want to deny you your opportunity to actually roll some dice this Otherwise session. Otherwise, I'll buy a new talent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's two successes. Yeah, you absolutely, uh, you absolutely know and work with Leonard McIntyre. He's on the take. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Let me have a little chimwag with him. Um, I, I bring out my uh, suspicion that the SSPP, once again, I believe the SSPP might be up to some nefarious deeds. How else do we explain what happened to our kind friend, Monsieur? God damn it, I can't remember his fucking He's like Baker. one of the easiest By names. Mr. <laughs> Baker. Right, yes. So you're telling me you suspect that someone, presumably someone in the SSPP, injected 
baker with some sort of potion, poison, something along these lines. It's exact. Something that freezes his muscles up. Mm. Hmm. And is this anything you have encountered in medical uh, literature before? Uh, I... Not anything that I recognize. It is something that I can go and do research on to further uh, check up on this. But uh, from first sight, it was not something I I recognized. And as such, I am uh, uncomfortable with this. Of course, with very, very little leads to find out what this uh, poison is, I am forced to treat uh, the uh, affectations and not the cause. Well, friends, it appears that the contents of Mrs. Mundy's pies are not the only mystery presenting itself <laughs> to us this Monday. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what about uh, Lucius Lemondaire? Lucius Lemondaire. Um, I think that's going to be a slow payoff. We got our work in. And uh, I've got some questions to pose to the lads. We're going to start looking up a, uh, a rather suspicious sounding trust that seems to be in charge of the museum. The uh, Archaeological Adventurers uh, Trust. <laughs> Archaeology and Adventurers Associates Trust. That one. I don't know how Maeve knew. <laughs> Another mystery. <laughs> Do you know she's a psychic? I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that actually happened. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't get much from Rosie, other than the from Daisy, other than the the book and the doll. But uh, we did hear about from said book. Friend of hers, Charlie, also went missing a few days prior. Charlie, no last name. Charlie Smith. No, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It was just a first night. No she worked at the museum. museum. They worked at the museum. We might be able to get they some worked, yes, uh, apologies. They Maybe worked, yes. Apologies, absolutely. Maybe you could ask Mrs. Milliner. She's been there for ages. Uh, I've just realized I may have misremembered something. Uh, mm-hmm. But can Maeve touch people's items and get readings off them? I mean, I would, that would be cool if she could. But That's I, what I assumed that you picked yeah. up the rag doll for. And yes, I mean, I also assumed this that you'd be able to do that. This is a GM's discretion because it's not an ability that's explicitly written in yeah, the book. I, I, yeah, I, but I, you know I'm playing fast and loose with the rules. Yeah, yeah. When, from the very beginning when I started planning the game, I assumed that you would be able to do that. Yeah, that the, I like this idea. Okay, so but, that's, that's why I got the doll. But, yeah, re- but, but remember that this runs a risk for you. When, you. when you use your powers... It runs a risk. What kind of risk are we talking? I'm not telling you. You'll have to mm. fuck around and find out. All right, I'll fuck around and find out. Uh, uh, Maeve, in addition to Rosie's, poor unfortunate Rosie's diary, her sister gave us this rag doll, which she said is very dear to her. And uh, I'm not quite sure what your talents make you capable of, but uh, I-, I thought that maybe you might be able to find some insight in this from this it could trigger a vision possibly and is that safe to do here she takes a look around what's the situation in the pub it depends how dramatic your the way that you perform your your reading if you just like put your hand on it and she try would, to get she a would just hold it 
because I mean, this is I like sometimes the trigger happens very suddenly and like like it did in her room with the pamphlets. But like she feels quite safe. She's sitting down. She's at a table with people who know what it's about. So she will very like carefully take the rag doll from Connor's hands and just like hold it and think on it for a bit. So to to determine the level of success and mm-hmm. potential, um, what did I say it was? Uh, Backlash. Yes, potential effects. effects of this. I want you to roll the dice that you roll for a seance. Okay, that would be pretty sure that was observation, right? Can, there's the book there. Can you check the medium talent real quick? Medium, you can use observation to perform seances where you predict people's futures and contact the dead. Extra successes provide more information, prolong the contact, or cause spirits to materialize. On a failure, you're given inaccurate information, attacked, or suffer a condition. Okay, so I need five dice. (laughs) (laughs) Two successes. Two successes. Ooh la la. Okay. You hold hold the... uh, you hold the ragdoll in your arms, and as you focus on it, the feeling of the cloth, the smell coming from it, you try to connect your mind with the um, with the energy of this doll that's kind of accumulated in it over the years of being loved and cherished by Rosie. And as you focus on this, your mind starts to drift and it starts to wander. And eventually you see a flash of a, of a face. Smiling, has um, short red curly hair, it's smiling down at you. You can presume this is maybe rosy. Um, they look happy, they have rosy cheeks. Um, but after you see that vision, um, you saw that, but the vision went black, and then you have a sensation of extreme cold, extreme pain in your chest. You try to breathe, and it's excruciating. The breath catches in your chest. You end up squeezing the doll, and as you as you squeeze it, you feel uh, almost like a gripping icy hand, like gripping your lungs. And as you open your eyes again, you have a flash of that face. The sneering face with the tentacles falling out of its mouth, sneering at you. And you feel the energy like being sapped away from you. You feel yourself choking. And then you feel that slap like you did with the other vision. As you open your eyes, you don't see the pub, but you do see a body. And scene. That's where we'll end our episode. (laughs) 
listening, folks. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. It'll help spread the word and also help others to find us too. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to connect with us on Twitter, you can. You can find us at at Tales of Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. The Tales of Podcast crew are Erica as Maeve McKenzie. You can reach her on Twitter with at underscore Erica. Fabio as Connor O'Leary. Charles as Jacques de Beauregard. Mike as Lloyd. Everyone else and sound design was by me, Jan. You can reach me on Twitter with at thatlastjan. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Further details can be found in the show notes. <laughs> See you next episode! Where I used to live in Dublin City when I was a student, there was a chipper near us and they did uh, fish pieces for like 150. Uh, but like it was just, you'd get whatever they found and put batter on. <laughs> and one time it was just a bone out of a ray. I bit into it and it was just like the spine bone of a ray covered in batter. There was no fish meat whatsoever. And I was lucky. You know what? Because it could have been worse. Now, now, just to be sure, <laughs> is this Connor's song? <laughs> or is this you, Fabio? <laughs>